And if communities are thriving, our political systems are better, our um, healthcare systems are better, everything is better based on you know the overall health of a community. I'm Daniel Anamshan, and you're listening to Our Stories, Our World. This podcast series, led by young people like me, features Chicago stories about public health, public safety, and public education. Each episode uses the power of a single personal photo to spark a conversation about what matters to our guests. The theme of this episode is public health. When Dr. Sean Prabhakaran thinks of public health, he thinks about giving people relevant health information, which helps them make good decisions. He thinks about the importance of bringing people together with different backgrounds and skills to find creative solutions to the problems we face. Hi, Dan. My name is Sean Prabhakaran. I'm an academic neurologist at the University of Chicago. I'm the chair of neurology and um, lead a research program interested in stroke in the community. You know, I'm a person who ended up choosing medicine because I felt like it was really one of the fields where you could really have a huge impact on people's lives. When I was younger, um, I had, you know, lots of great role models in my life. My my dad, I had uh, several um, uncles who were physicians. And so it gave me a lot of, I think, close exposure to what, what it meant to be a doctor. Later on, after I'd gone through some of my training to become a doctor, I realized that there was so much uh, about the practice of medicine in my field, neurology, that is still very much unknown. And there are many gaps in care of patients. And so we often are left with not knowing the right answer to certain things that are very common. So it was a, you know, early decision I made that I'd like to be involved in research. The field of epidemiology and public health drew me in more than, say, basic science, where it's more detached from, you know, the impact on people. The impact of a disease like stroke is that it disables you, so you can't function in the ways that you used to function. So for some people, That means the inability to perform physical tasks that might impair their ability to work. For others, it might mean uh, their ability to remember or speak and um, also could affect work or just affect their ability to communicate with their loved ones. And all of those types of disabilities often means that other people are helping you. It has more of a ripple effect beyond the individual and into the family and then often also into the local community. So real quick, what is this picture that you've decided to share with us today? This is a photo of a large collaborative that I was honored to be part of and a small member of, uh, but it is a collaboration between uh, community researchers, community stakeholders. Those are uh, folks who are advocating for people in um, different communities in the area, as well as community media to discuss and and, um, discern what are the best ways to take 
research findings, uh, especially those that affect individuals in our communities, how do we disseminate that through the use of local media? It was early after the pandemic. So it is a time that was actually fraught with a lot of, um, obviously, a lot of uh, anxiety and fear. And at the same time, I thought, you know, it was a, it was a moment of some optimism uh, since we were talking about something we were all very passionate about, because a lot of our ideas around community health became very crystallized because of the pandemic, uh, because it, it, it brought everybody into a central theme of interest. And so this was, uh, I think, a snapshot of a group of people who hadn't necessarily all met each other before convening in now the new normal. So one of the things that I, I think in, in general have learned over the past you know, decade or so, and, and this is sort of emblematic, and I, I really commend the group for doing this kind of work, is the value of bringing people from different experiences together. We don't do that enough. We you know, have a lot of echo chambers and silos in society, and it's absolutely true in medicine and in academic medicine in particular. So we don't actually do a lot of this type of exchanging of ideas and information between groups that otherwise don't have much in common or have much reason to get together. My own research, we, we do a lot of that in our projects where we'll bring stakeholders together from different aspects of a problem. And that's really a, a way to shed light on problems or issues that otherwise might be overlooked or, or completely ignored. This represents that, bringing people who otherwise wouldn't um, necessarily interact, bringing them together for a common goal. And that, you know, that also kind of speaks to why diversity matters in the workplace. It matters in, you know, all sorts of settings, including in, in science and research. It's because that the diversity brings new ideas together. Uh, people from different backgrounds who then can talk about things in from different perspectives. And all of a sudden, you can get sparks from that. You can get really great ideas because of that diversity. So there's actually a really good reason we should all be paying attention to diversity. It's not just doing it because we want to be fair. It's because we actually benefit from it. My work and, and the purpose of this group getting together really kind of aligned in that a lot of what we all want to do is inform people of some choices that we all make every day and inform them based on, you know, information that comes from research or science and be able to help people make good decisions. And then, of course, when people make good decisions, the communities are thriving. And if communities are thriving, our political systems are better, our healthcare systems are better. Everything is better based on you know, the overall health of a community. The other value that this group did show is they were honest and transparent. And those are really important values to me, that people say what they believe. They are transparent about that. They 
are willing to listen to other beliefs and other views, but they are not hiding who they are. That looks like a, you know, an easy thing to pull off, right? Looks okay. Oh, we got all these people together. Oh, looks, looks pretty easy. You know what? It's actually really hard. They are not in the same uh, spaces. And so you have to have deep contacts in different communities to bring those kinds of people together in the first place. It's important to me because it, it, it will remind me that this is how to get big ideas completed. And so I think from that perspective, it'll, it'll be something that I'll probably be able to look back on and say to myself, okay, if I have a new idea or a new thing I want to consider that has implications, uh, say, for a broad swath of our, our society, I'll want to think back and say, look at how this started. Public health really is about being able to achieve what you want to achieve physically, mentally, emotionally, and without disease getting in the way. I think what often happens for us in medical research is that we have very scientific hypotheses or questions about topics. It could range from, you know, very basic science to epidemiologic, and we will try to answer those questions with research. We then sometimes find um, important results um, in the course of doing that research, and we then need to convey that to people who could be or would be affected by those findings. And a lot of times, we do not have the skill set to do it, COVID put this problem front and center. It made it even more clear that, that we have a problem translating information to people so that they can understand it and make good decisions. The information gets so warped and so misconstrued and misunderstood that unfortunately people think they're making the right decision, but when they're not, when they're actually not. And then you throw on another a layer beyond just getting it to the mass media, you take on the extra layer of communities of color and communities uh, with different cultural backgrounds, and you need to even further refine your message or even the language with, with which you disseminate that information. And so it's almost as if we need to have these types of frameworks set up and better understanding of how to do this kind of work because we won't have actually the societal impact and the public health impact if we don't learn to do this better. This has been Our Stories, Our World, a limited podcast series created by Chicago Youth. Our Stories, Our World is brought to you by Public Narrative and A Picture's Worth two nonprofits focused on community building and narrative change. Thanks to Dr. Sham Prabhakaran for sharing his story and to our story gatherer, Daniel Animashan, for interviewing and hosting. Our music was created by Chicago artist Malki. Our podcast artwork is by Dan McDonald Studios. Our audio producer is Brooklyn's own Samantha Gatzek. The executive producers of Our Stories, Our World are Alyssa Yancey and Mareva Lindo. 
that's me. This is the final episode of Our Stories, Our World, but you can listen to all six episodes at apicturesworth.org slash public narrative. If you enjoyed the series, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or support our work by making a donation at publicnarrative.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.